and welcome back to season three, episode two. And we are still doing our topic of Black women's canon. And if you remember last episode, we talked more about how that came about. But this time around, we're going to have a new topic. And what would that topic be, Laura? The topic is on forgiveness. Forgiveness. That's a tough one, I feel like. It is. Yeah. It is a tough one, but it's also a necessary one since I feel like there is a history of what forgiveness looks like as Christians. But I think when we think about Black women's canon and what are the tools and resources that deepen and cultivate our faith, like forgiveness for me is like number one. Um, forgiveness when it comes to myself, forgiveness when it comes to individuals and like forgiveness in the community. And so that is what we're going to be talking about today. But I just, how are you, Tamika? I just want to. What's good? Yeah. What's Um, good, sis? I am still going through like a really, uh, interesting transition. I think without saying too much, because I like to keep some things like to me. Mm -hmm. I definitely am learning how to let go of relationships that no longer serve a good purpose in my life. And I think there's a healthy balance between just like letting people go Mm -hmm. and uh, just accepting that some things just need to be let go because they're no longer good for you or it's just the time has run out. Testify. You know? Bye. And so that's a hard thing for me to do, though, because I really cherish friendships and relationships very much so. Like, I I hold on to them very tightly because um, my personality, I really enjoy having friendships. I really enjoy having love in my life and sharing love and not just romantic love, but love in general. And it sucks when you have to, like, let it go. Mm-hmm. It really, really sucks. And it hurts, mm. you know? And... I hate the feeling that you have to go through sometimes when you, when your like heart is broken a little bit mm-hmm. and you have to learn a little bit from that relationship. So you, you're going through this learning process and then you learn a lot about who you are and your missteps. And also like you learn what it looks like to love and it's beautiful and it's a, such a wonderful thing. But sometimes that shit can hurt mm. and you have to let it go. Yes. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, a good, uh, not a good place, but it's a place that I'm at. <laughs> um, not my favorite, but but I am accepting that there's some good that is coming out of it mm. and that I can and I am learning mm-hmm. through it. And I'm also learning how to forgive in a healthy, good way, right? Not just, not just like a dismissive forgiveness or a... Forgiveness where you don't acknowledge the pain or the hurt that Mm -hmm. you are feeling. Mm -hmm. I think all of that comes together when you actually forgive in a healthy way, in a way that's grounded. Yeah. And so I'm learning that. I'm learning how to forgive others. I'm especially learning how to forgive myself. Mm. And that that self-forgiveness is is a constant growing thing for me because Mm -hmm. I grew up um, kind of learning like more... Uh, about shaming yourself into being a good person, right? Wow. Where you 
you know, you acknowledge all the bad things that you do. And then with that acknowledgement, you ask God to forgive those things, right? Mm. Like you're constantly telling yourself that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that and that's the reason why you need God in your life. Mm. And I think that's not okay. <laughs> Just that's not my favorite uh, thing that I learned in an, like an embedded theology that I, I consistently have to work against and unlearn. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's one thing to definitely acknowledge the brokenness of the human experience and like that we are in constant need of, of saving and in, of grace. But I think it's really unhealthy and unhelpful to live in the space of shame and to think that like you being human is not okay, mm. you know? Yeah. And like making mistakes is not okay. Yeah. Or um, it just, it really, it like that kind of mentality, that kind of like Christian theology, which I think is really bad theology. Mm-hmm. That's just, I'm just going to name that. Terrible. It's not great. Trash um, theology, actually. I, I really agree with that. But like, I think that kind of theology does not produce life mm. in the yeah. way that we are called to to bring forward a way life can be cultivated in our in our world mm-hmm. right i think there's better ways to do it mm-hmm. there's better ways to acknowledge your wrongdoings and and to ask for forgiveness and accept that you're a human accept that there's brokenness in it you know um other than living in a state of shame mm-hmm. so all of that is happening and i feel like i was going through that last year with my divorce mm-hmm. and um self-forgiveness was like a huge part of it yeah. but this is like a different kind of what it looks like to forgive myself for something i don't know if i did anything wrong about but forgive myself for the things that i'm like holding on to that aren't even mine but just like I listen, I'm going to let this go. This mm. is not mine. Mm. <laughs> this does not belong to me and and there's there's a, a level of forgiveness that needs to happen in those moments too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cuz I I think it's sometimes easier to hold on to those things cuz the pain is really real and then um it's just a way of trying to put a voice or a face or a thing to your pain Mm -hmm. that is not always healthy Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was that's what I'm going through (laughs) that's really loaded yeah how about you friend how are you doing what are you going through (laughs) glad I could share and yeah all related yeah and and I agree I think I so it's fall y'all hot girl summer ended now we are (laughs) in uh what is a good I'm trying to think of a good phrase for fall uh, uh, yeah we get yeah it's just fall y'all yeah, it's fall that's all it's, I got it's fine put some clothes on it's yeah great. put some clothes on it's cold yeah Durr. set some important boundaries around cuffing <laughs> season we'll talk about that later um but anyways <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> that was funny it was but I'm also in the season of letting go mm-hmm. I would say Maybe letting go and like, yes, reassessing uh, the type of friendships and wanting to place people around me that allow me to thrive. Right. But also letting go of my physical space. Mm. Um, I have been following a lot of intentional living people. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Brown Kids. Thank you so much, Rowan E. You've been teaching me a lot of things. Wait, Mark do you follow I, them on the gram? Yes, Mark and I follow them on the gram. Love. Rowan I'm, E, Brown I'm Kids. Go do that. Please. And they live in Baltimore. <laughs> But just this understanding of like what it means to set intention around um, the way that we live our life, specifically when it comes to the things that we have. Right. And so, yes, letting go of just items, clothing, trinkets, 
whatever that doesn't serve me. Yeah. And also, I think that there is an interesting practice around forgiving myself, too, when it's like, damn, I have a lot of stuff. Sure. Um, But knowing that, like, in this practice of, like, letting go, I'm kind of, like, resetting in this new season Mm -hmm. and just realigning uh, to the things that, like, actually give me life. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I share with you about, like, the season of letting go and what that looks like. And, And I think, like, when it comes to forgiveness, there is... There is this, I would say, myth, mm-hmm. right? That in forgiveness, yes, you were called to, you know, let go. And what's the phrase? Like, let go and... Let God? Yeah. Is that the thing? Have you heard that trash? I have Let go and let God? Yeah. Okay, but see, here's the thing. Right? That ain't true. Like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's so passive and it's so, like, it does not acknowledge the shit you go through. And I think people say that because they're uncomfortable with you being in a space that's not like happy or good. And they don't have anything to they say. They have nothing else to say. So then that's they give like, you like, trash statements. Yeah, it's like a very uncomfortable space. So mm-hmm. they're like, just let go and let God, girl. No. But look, she, God, <laughs> right? I feel like God is not out here just expecting us to hold on to our burdens alone Mm. and also that we're not expected to feel what we need to feel Mm -hmm. because part of like really healthy um, grieving processes is actually going through the feelings that Mm -hmm. you have of acknowledging acknowledging naming them yeah Yeah. like that's like whole like science stuff yeah that's not just me speaking Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. that's the process it's a whole process and in this conversation around uh, forgiveness I want to bring in if you haven't read it I encourage everyone to get it Desmond Tutu and Mfo um, Tutu's book Uh, it's called get ready for the title y'all the book on forgiving very original yes the fourfold path of healing ourselves and our world but Desmond Tutu writes this about forgiveness. He says that the journey we take toward healing the broken parts, it is how we become whole again. So he defines forgiveness as the journey we take toward healing and the healing the broken parts, and it is how we become whole again. Mm. And he also writes that forgiveness is the way we return to what has been taken from us well, and restore really the love and kindness and trust that has been lost. And so it's this, like, in the process, when you're saying, like, let go and let God, like, but you haven't done the work to acknowledge, like, what you're actually letting go of, and also holding the person or the experience accountable for the pain in which that they, it has created, then, like, you're not getting anywhere. Like, the journey towards forgiveness isn't starting. And I think it's kind of... This is a thing that we need to unlearn. Agreed. And relearn yeah. that the process in forgiveness is acknowledging the wrong. Yep. And moving through that. Yes, it is not going around it. It's definitely not going around it. And it's it. not burying it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like throwing it aside so you can move on in life. Now, I understand like, so I want to be clear though, because I think there are parts where we repress stuff to survive. Mm. And so I don't want to dismiss that part where we have to like sometimes you do have to let things go in order to 
get through something and yep. to survive it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's in the more the drastic parts of our lives. But like even still, if mm-hmm. that's a if that's a process that you have to go through sometimes, I don't want to shame people in in that moment. But I do think there is something powerful about going through the things mm-hmm. and acknowledging the feelings you have in order to forgive, right? Yeah. Because forgiveness is like a whole process of vulnerability, yep. of being brave, mm-hmm. all of that. It's not just a thing you say you did mm-hmm. and you move on. Yeah, Like it's a consistent nagging <laughs> process. So I want to tell y'all a story. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all a story about my first experience of forgiveness. Uh So my beloved brother, Simone, where you at? Grateful for your presence. (laughs) When we were younger, we got into this terrible fight. And I was 13 and I was cussing up a storm. I was like, shit, blah, 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 as a 13-year-old. Right. Did you just say shit for no reason? I did. I think I said damn, too. Like something to get my dad stirring. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And it was something. And like you think about it like back like why are you fighting with your siblings and right. I think we were fighting because I wanted to watch Matilda but he wanted to play like video games sure. and I just thought that he was the worst person in the world Yeah. but so we had this whole fight and we went to our, our own bedrooms and we just slammed the door and so my dad as holy and sanctified and <laughs> blessing the, he is I love you daddy listen your dad yes is the most calm like I love being in his presence. That's what you see. Uh, Okay, well, (laughs) what I have experienced (laughs) at your wedding. Yes, I experienced a very sweet human being who who spoke with such gentleness. Oh, he does. And I'm sure that there are multi like a multitude of complexities to his personality. He knows how to snatch, y'all. He's 79. (laughs) He knows how to snatch it up. But the like. The experience that I had with him was so gracious and so peaceful. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated having him around. Thank you I for just, saying that. You're welcome. He's a he is. Yeah, his presence of peace, and I and I truly say I try to like imbue that in the world. Like right. I try to inspire that in the world very yeah. much. You have you definitely have the, the same gift. I just want to. You're welcome. Thank you. So please continue. Your dad. In yes. his infinite wisdom. In his infinite wisdom. Right. So my brother and I have yelled at each other. We slam our door shut. And then my dad takes a Sharpie. Mm. And on our bedroom doors, he draws three crosses. <laughs> right. We're still like fuming and stuff. She's drawing it out. I'm drawing the crosses okay, out, right? Ahead. He draws the crosses out. And so, and then uh, like a couple, it's dinner time. So he calls us out. He's right. like, Simone, Laura, come come and sit with me at the table and so we come and we sit at the table and then he's like when we leave our bedrooms he's like turn around look at the door do you see those three crosses and we're like oh (laughs) in trouble here comes the lesson (laughs) i was like damn and the thing about my dad is like he he didn't spank us beat us but like he laid down truths that just rub the core of your soul like Mm. you are a badass child so (laughs) what happened was like do you see the three crosses jesus died on the cross for you so that you could forgive one another Mm. but now look at how you treat each other and i was like damn all i wanted to do was watch matilda right i didn't need another sermon (laughs) but 
But like that, that moment was so deeply imprinted in my heart because Mm -hmm. yeah, it was this moment of forgiveness that like, that's how forgiveness was introduced to me. Right. And like the history, I, I mean, I can talk about like my dad's life, but, and like why understanding that who Jesus was for him was such this pivotal image of forgiveness. Right. But it just kind of set this tone of like, wow. So yeah, Jesus did die. Mm -hmm. And so like, and so Jesus dying for me, meaning that I can't hold anything against other people Mm -hmm. because through Jesus, like that's been kind of taken, transformed, released. Right. And I've kind of grown through that a little bit in terms of like transgressions is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, But I think that was like the earliest stage of my life where I realized, oh, that this is really what forgiveness means Mm -hmm. about not holding things against one another because ultimately God has like forgiven all of us. Um, God has released all of us. Yeah. And we need to release one another and releasing one another so that that forgiveness is like tangible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's actual rest- restoring yes. happening. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's so powerful because I know that for me, I hold grudges, girl. Listen, if you wrong me, I might say that I'm good, but I have had conversations with myself about what I'm going to do to fortify the wrong like that you have done. Is that vengeance? It's definitely vengeance. Okay. Like it's full on vengeance. But I don't always go through with it, but it's a thing that I do and I notice I know that about myself, mm-hmm. right? So I have to actively like disarm that part mm-hmm. of me. I call mm-hmm. her T because Oh, that's your ego. Yes. Hmm. T's my ego and she so I appreciate her because she protects me. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm when I feel harmed or when I feel like something has happened, um she comes out full force. And I <laughs> I often have to have a conversation we we have now established that I speak to myself often. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Okay. There's liberation <laughs> in that. <laughs> That, that's a container. That's a process of healing. We yeah. got you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. T and I sometimes, this is not the same conversation I have in the morning. This is a different <laughs> conversation, which I have to like really tell myself the truth and the lies mm. and um, and acknowledge that like that part of me that wants to get back at who, whomever or that part of me that even wants to like get back at myself for, for causing harm to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that part of me is just trying to protect my tender heart Mm -hmm. and so when I do things that are not quite great (laughs) I either you know at first I forgive myself for for not doing the thing Mm -hmm. right that I thought is probably a better way I could have done it right Mm -hmm. and I acknowledge that part of me that really wanted to protect myself so Mm -hmm. I acknowledge it as that other than like a shame shameful thing where like oh you know I'm just not a good person no I mean everyone has a balance of doing right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we make poor choices in pain when we're in pain or when we are grieving or when we're afraid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm no better. I mm-hmm. make constant bad choices when I'm afraid or when I feel wronged. And so that's a constant growing edge for me. Mm-hmm. And T and I often have to talk about it. That's you know? good. Like, I see you, sis. I hear you. That's good. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're pissed. But ultimately, you're getting back to trust. 
Right. And that's what, you know, in the book on forgiving, Desmond Tutu says that what forgiveness is, is getting back to the trust that was lost. Mm, That's good. And so whether that is like calming down your alter ego and saying like, we're going to work on this together because I need to trust in myself what's true. Yeah. I need to, you know, and a part of that trusting myself in what's true is naming that like I've been hurt, I've been wronged. And then so seeing that, knowing that, then like, what's my next move? Right. What's my next move? And I think for me, what my dad taught me as a loud 13 year old is the next move is grace. And so then that kind of brings me into the the scripture on forgiveness that is somewhat familiar to all of us. Matthew chapter 18 Mm -hmm. verses 21 through 22, when Peter says, Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother? And is it seven times? And then Jesus is like, "Mm, why don't you just multiply that? Mm -hmm. And when you actually like when I interpreted that scripture as a a child, I was like, you know, after seven, I'm done with y'all. Listen. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, but yeah, I literally interpreted like after seven, I'm not going to forgive yeah. anybody. Because that was exactly what he said. So what am I doing more? Yeah. What do I have to do more for? Yes. Right. But, <laughs> but if you, I feel like reading Desmond Tutu's book yeah. and that scripture opening opens kind of like this new understanding because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to give you all the whole book, but hopefully with listening y'all will be like yeah i need to read it but (laughs) in the book on forgiving it also shares around that forgiveness is also there is like scientific medical research Mm. that when you practice forgiveness like depression decreases hope increases high blood pressure decreases and so the practice of saying or forgiving someone seven times you know you are kind of, there's this this discipline because each time that you forgive, you feel a little bit better. Yeah, that's true. Each time that that you say you extend some grace, Mm -hmm. something changes in you. So then when it comes to the seventh time, well, hopefully it doesn't have to come because you've held someone accountable for those actions. But when it comes to the seven times, you have been changed six times before that you're like, oh, actually forgiveness is now just who I am. That is so beautiful. Well, we give thanks to people who reflected on the work, Desmond Tutu and Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for telling us 70 times. Yes. And thank you for the commentators that took us a little bit deeper with what that meant. Yeah, but I mean, and also it's not just about the number. Yeah. It's about the practice. Right. And I like the way you, I like the way you brought out how it transforms us. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think the conversation around forgiveness isn't always about the transformation for us. Like I've heard, I have heard that like you forgive for yourself, not for the other person. Mm-hmm. I get that part. And I, I think that that's part of it, like mm-hmm. what we're saying. But I also think the transformation is also for the other person, mm-hmm. right? Because they get to experience a different you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully that grace, like... That's the whole beauty of grace, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that the grace that we receive from God, the grace that we can extend to one another, mm-hmm. it's so transformative that it can really heal a lot of the brokenness that we carry around with us. And so I really appreciate that like understanding of it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it so much more richer and deeper than what I've heard before. 
Yes, but here's a challenge. Sure. Right, so we've kind of talked about forgiveness of self, yeah. forgiving of others, yeah. but forgiveness of community. Mm. So I remember, I will never forget, actually, when Mother Emanuel Church was shot up. And the next day, there was this kind of letter from the congregation and the families to forgive the perpetrator of that violence. Right. And I was like, Oh, hell no. That's where I was. I just I want to say that's what I Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. You <laughs> right. know, I, you know, thinking about my 13-year self, my first experience of forgiveness, the grace that was extended, yes. Thinking about, you know, you know, offering grace, the transformation that it has in myself, yes. But when it comes to the systemic level yep. of consistent violence and terrorism. Consistent. That's <laughs> consistent. <Yes. laughs> That's a that's a that's the keyword. Violence, yes, violence, and terrorism. Amen. Against black communities. Correct. Like the narrative of forgiveness, yes, will come, but it comes with accountability. That's the thing, right? And and otherwise, forgiveness becomes a weapon, mm. right? Where we are constantly told to put our bodies, our spirits, the terror. All of that, the trauma that we have to carry around. Set it aside. Set it aside. Let go. Let God. Let God. Not for that. Listen. No. That. Mm-mm. So, like, I actually haven't seen the documentary Emmanuel because I think there's, oh, it's yes. out. And I'm, I'm actually going to, so that's going to be showing at the I church. I remember that that was coming. Oh, it's showing at your yeah. church. Um, but anyway, I think there's light shed on that. Mm-hmm. on like what that forgiveness looked like. Mm-hmm. And I do think forgiveness can be empowering in those situations where you feel like you have made a choice even in the face of mm. evil and stuff like that. But the problem is, is that there's a consistent ask of marginalized people to forgive without any like retribution and accountability. Yeah, And so then the forgiveness then becomes again a weapon in which if it's, if it's not extended or mm-hmm. if there's no grace in the response because uh, people are fucking pissed off mm-hmm. like they're just tired of having to deal with it mm-hmm. then it's turned around like look at these people. Yeah. right? Like how could they feel this way or how could they not be so kind and and mm-hmm. I, I think there I think there's something to seeing God in the in the midst of such an evil act and not not saying God had any like God was the one that calls this person mm. I'm gonna name him right now no he was Lutheran by the way wow yeah, yeah I know wait a minute did yeah, y'all have sure. that conversation we have had that conversation many people name it in the in the Lutheran setting um at church why they name it and there was a there was even a um a statement of like um, acknowledging the the church's wrongdoing. Wow. Um, and well, I wouldn't say the wrongdoing. <laughs> acknowledging their complacency. Mm-hmm. I, I and I appreciate that, but there was wrongdoing that also could have been acknowledged mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they acknowledged all of that um, at our churchwide assembly this year. Wow. Um, and apologized to um, African Americans for that. So there has been acknowledgement. Mm. Um, but. Acknowledgement and then actual um, action behind it is a different thing. That needs to happen. And and I, I do think as a whole, I wouldn't say as a whole, but for the most part, there are lots of people who really want the action to fit mm-hmm. the acknowledgement, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Time will tell hmm. how that will 
change. Actually, yeah. there's a really good book out. Um, shout out to Lenny Duncan. Uh, <laughs> he's a good friend of mine, and he wrote this book, um, Dear Church. Okay. Um, and it, he speaks a lot about Dylan Roof. That was the name. I'll just mm-hmm. say his name. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and that and what happened. And he he talks about his own life mm-hmm. and in comparison to Dylan's. And it's a really beautiful book. And a very good book that holds the church accountable. Wow. He, he speaks all the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, so when I think about the ways that the practice of forgiveness has deepened my faith yeah. in who I am as a person, it has been my understanding of accountability Yeah, to those who have wronged me, but also even to myself of going going back to what you were saying about like Laura what's true in this moment right like forgiving myself for not being kind to myself sure forgiving yeah. myself for not being loving to myself and just being like it, it's okay cuz this is a practice yeah and but i'm like wondering so that's personally on my level but then like on in these larger national conversations like when the accountability isn't happening and but the violent actions are happening mm-hmm. and then the church's response is forgiveness it's like there's there's like almost a misstep for yeah, me a disconnect yeah because i'm like most of the churches haven't done what the ELCA has done mm-hmm. in terms of holding themselves accountable i know and so it's kind of like, so then can we actually say, I don't know. I think for me, it's this question of like, can we actually say that forgiveness is happening? Yeah. Um, I guess. So I guess that's where that whole like forgiveness is, is, is more for you than it is for the other person. Yes. I think, and I guess that's where that can land. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a hard time with it, but I think... I do think there is something to holding on to something again mm-hmm. that's not yours. Mm-hmm. And when yes. you when you openly forgive to move forward, mm-hmm. even if that forgiveness isn't received as a, a call to action on the mm-hmm. other person's part, mm-hmm. but when you forgive to move forward in your life, I do think that that is liberating. Definitely. And so maybe in some ways that is that is possible, right? Definitely. But I struggle with that, too. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I think it's also just because of what I already named about it becoming a weapon mm-hmm. against marginalized people mm-hmm. to, to quiet them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. unless it's in a spirit of kindness and forgiveness, mm. we can't hear it, you know? And there's something about righteous anger that I think we can we can be open to as well. Yeah. <laughs> right? That it's, it, it's truthful. Yeah. And it's also a part of the process. It is part of the process. It's a part of the process mm-hmm. of that forgiveness is naming. And that's also what the book on forgiving talks about. There we go. Uh, is like this naming of what has been done. Yeah. And I think on the, the larger level, like even when it comes to the mass amount of black lives that have been lost this year to police brutality and gun violence. Like I want there to be this national acknowledgement of like that this is wrong and there's not, you have a individual in, you know, down in Pennsylvania Avenue saying both sides, both sides. And it's like, no, there's a reality that young, you know, old black People are being harmed. State violence is a reality. And so what does it take to name that so that 
real racial reconciliation, real racial forgiveness can happen. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think because of the brokenness of our system Mm. and how much that would mean for people to let go of power, I have, I still hope, you know, that like- Hey, that's forgiveness. Hope. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I hope that there can be change, but I don't always, I don't know if I- believe that it will in our lifetime and that's a sad thing Mm -hmm. but so here's the thing Mm -hmm. I think where I see God in it are the moments when we have our we have people who stand up and say no Mm. this is unacceptable Mm -hmm. it's not just the forgiveness part it's the the naming of it and not just naming it but like standing firm in a prophetic prophetic voice and saying, absolutely, this is wrong. Yeah. And I think that's God, like, you know, coming in the midst of such evil mm-hmm. and and letting the world know, letting us know that that God does not accept this as, yeah. as acceptable, mm-hmm. right? That she looks at it and is like, hell no, this is not correct. Mm-hmm. This is not the way it was intended for you mm-hmm. to be together justice will be served justice will be served right and so that's where i lay my hope Hmm. that that god cares about justice Mm -hmm. and 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 mercy Mm -hmm. right and so there's that there's justice where (laughs) certain things like I, i think um even even though you know i can't say that uh dylan roof will necessarily get all of the punishment that he deserves, mm-hmm. right? And even though I can't say that I was really excited about the forgiving part, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I still think what happened next, where people each year go to the church and they pray, yes. and where people stand up and alongside each other and stand in the face of evil, who wants to come and terrorize. Mm. I still think that that is the hope and that is God coming in through the cosmos and saying, hell no, I will not accept that, right? Mm. And then um, and, and bringing up people to stand up for what is right. Mm. And I don't always think it's the marginalized people who are doing that. I do think that is a multitude of people who yes. do it. I just think that the marginalized voices need to be um, heard louder mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are most affected by the system Mm. right um but yeah i mean i think this is a really really tough topic and um i don't know if we actually have all the answers we don't no but i think it's good to to name it and to um to really talk about what it looks like on all the levels Mm -hmm. like the individual personal and the community and how it looks Mm -hmm. because i don't think they're all the same no. Yeah. They they're different. I think there's different um starting places for that journey of forgiveness right. for the self for the other person who's harmed you and for the community. Yeah. Um but I think the most important thing like it goes back to what you were saying, forgiveness really it's a practice for all of us. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I've also learned and that I'm growing into is that forgiveness, yes, it is this process of letting go of the power that that experience or person has over you. Yes, that's major. And so being able to release that power, being able 
to say that no longer will this experience continue to traumatize me. Right. And I think that that is what happened with the families from Mother Emmanuel was like, we're not going to give this the, I guess, the fame that that in that Dylan Roof actually wanted. Yeah. Like what like he actually wanted it yep. to start something. He definitely and they're did. like, no, we're not going to let yeah. you have it. Exactly. Because and so that. That, in the essence, is the practice of forgiveness. Yeah. That's where it starts. Um, but I, I will, I mean, that's not definitely not where it ends. No, and I I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I think, And I, I appreciate that we kind of work through that because that's, that's a tough one to, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. We talk about. Well, we are going to end our time today with a beautiful prayer. Um, actually, it's more of a poem, but poems are prayers, you know it. Uh, and yes, this is from the book on forgiving. And I just really encourage you to uh, get this book because it's also, um, there are different practices around forgiveness. So what, with whatever you're going through right now, if you're like leaving this conversation, you're like, I don't even know where to start with forgiving the situation or this person. This book has really like helped me a lot navigating like where I even begin, Mm. um, and how the process continues. So I just lift up this poem, this prayer, um, as a word of encouragement. And the title of it is Prayer Before the Prayer. I want to be willing to forgive, but I dare not ask for the will to forgive in case you give it to me and I'm not yet ready. I'm not yet ready for my heart to soften. I'm not yet ready to be vulnerable again. I'm not yet ready to see that there is humanity in my tormentor's eyes or that the one who hurt me may also have cried. I'm not yet ready for the journey. I'm not yet interested in the path. I'm at the prayer before the prayer of forgiveness. Grant me the will to want to forgive. Grant it to me not yet, but too soon. Can I even form the words, forgive me? Dare I even look? Do I dare to see the hurt I have caused? I can glimpse all the shattered pieces of that fragile thing, that soul trying to rise on the broken wings of hope. But only out of the corner of my eye, I am afraid of it. And if I am afraid to see, how can I not be afraid to say, forgive me? Is there a place where we can meet? You and me, the place in the middle, the no man's land where we straddle the lines, where you are right and I am right too, and both of us are wrong and wronged. Can we meet there and look for the place where the path begins, the path that ends when we forgive? Wow. So yeah, we're going to leave you with that piece. (laughs) So peace be with you. And I think that's a really good way to end it. I hope that as we work through and we hope you can share with us where are some spaces that you want to forgive maybe yourself maybe you want to forgive someone else or maybe you just feel like as a as a community we need to forgive or we can work towards forgiving how about that um (laughs) uh, please feel free to uh, send us a message on our email we speak at forcollaredgirls.com or tweet at us at forcollaredgirls and that's collared like the greens y'all yes cook yes <laughs> and um we will we will also place a link to the book and other things that we discussed already in our conversation definitely 
definitely yeah yes thank you all for joining us for sure uh, thank you for to you all our listeners patreon supporters and we also want to shout out odai Productions. thank you saving us time and the comfort the of comfort home. the resources yes every time this is good i praise the lord yes <laughs> we also want to um Again, acknowledge our sister circle, Nyla, Sierra, Jazz, and Hazel for contributing to the series. You guys are amazing, and we really appreciate your sisterhood and your love. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate all of you. And also shout out to Shay. Ayo. Thank you. Yeah, our photography is still on point. We, Always, we, we're not every saying day. fleek. We've learned that last yep. episode. Um, I'm changing. I'm growing. Yes, we're all growing. Yeah. <laughs> Urban Dictionary, right, help me out. Pace. We are for collar girls. Collar girls.